1: Once upon a time, there was a man named Josh who was working hard as a high school teacher and on the side was working to build a tiny little real estate empire with a long-term goal of getting rich in real estate. But the problem was he was failing and not doing very well. So he little by little started to reach out to other people and try to build a community of people who could help him to succeed better. And he wound up building the Biggest real estate community on the planet and getting rich in the process? Welcome to the Radical Personal Finance Podcast. My name is Joshua Sheets, and I'm your host. Thank you for being with me today. Yes, indeed, that is the story that we cover in today's show. It's not my story, even though my name is Joshua, but it's my guest story. Today, we talk with Josh Dorkin. He is the founder of the massive real estate empire called Bigger Pockets. And today, he's going to share the story with us. I tracked Josh down in the hallways at FinCon 2015 because I admired him and admired his business and what he and his team have put together. And I twisted his arm and he agreed to come on the show for an interview. And today I'm I'm thrilled to bring you that interview. And I want you to pay careful attention to today's show because we're going to share with you some ideas, some around real estate, but a lot around business. And I'm not going to tell you what lessons to learn. I just ask you to simply pay attention to the lessons and see what you can learn from Josh's story. And for those of you who are new listeners to the show, welcome. We're glad that you're, that you're here. I hope you enjoy this and I hope you uh, go on to check out other, other episodes. But those of you who are consistent listeners of Radical Personal Finance, listen to the story of Josh Dorkin and Bigger Pockets, and ask yourself if you do not see the themes that we talk about every day. Every single day because truly, it's a really, really fun story. Josh and his community have put together just an incredible, incredible resource. And he's running an awesome business, having fun, making money, doing really, really well and providing incredible resources for people who are wanting to get started and uh, even continue getting better in the world of real estate. Their podcast has had uh, – as a top – I don't know. I mean it's consistently at the very height of the business podcast, uh, even highly ranked right now across all podcasts. Their podcast is growing. Their blog is huge. Their website is huge. The community is huge. And just take a moment and appreciate how available – information is. I mean, Josh and his team are part of the revolution of information that's happening. Where today, just think about what it would have been like maybe in the 1970s to try to be a real estate investor. And there, you were limited to reading a few books, subscribing to a few newsletters, and going and uh, connecting with some of the older mentors in your local town or community. Well, now you can have access to people all around the world, and you can sort through that. Uh, of course, don't miss the lesson that Information is not wisdom, and information has to be applied in order for it to be useful to you. But just recognize what an amazing time that we live in. Before I play the interview for you, I just want to take care of our sponsors today. Sponsor of the day number one, both of these sponsors are actually consultants, individual consultants. Uh sponsor today number one is Jay Fleischman. Jay is an awesome guy. He is a student loan expert. Uh, He's a consultant. He's also a student loan and bankruptcy attorney, and he is a podcast host, host of the Student Loan Show. Uh, Jay has taught me more about student loans both in the interviews that he's done on Radical Personal Finance and in the content of the show than anybody else that I've ever met. And I give him a wholehearted, unqualified endorsement. If you have student loans, call Jay. Well, don't call them actually. Go to studentloanshow.com slash radical and hire Jay as a consultant. Uh, before you do that, uh, you might want to listen to two previous episodes of the show. Uh, the first episode you want to listen to is the very first appearance that he had on Radical Personal Finance, which is episode 214. Uh, go back and listen to episode 214 of the show with Jay Fleischman and see if you don't agree with me that you're going to learn a ton about student loans. Then go and listen to 258, episode 258, which is the show where we launched his sponsorship on the show. After listening to those shows y- – you. Well, there's no question about it. You're going to agree with me. Jay is a resource for you, and you'll see why I believe wholeheartedly you should hire Jay to review your situation if you have any kind of student loans. See if he can find something for you. See if he can find a loophole or an idea that will help you dramatically cut the cost and the duration of your student loans. Uh, the way to do that is go to studentloanshow.com radical. Jay offers a special $25 discount on an email consultation regarding federal student loans for listeners of the Radical Personal Finance Podcast. Those details are at studentloanshow.com slash radical. Also, make sure you subscribe to his show in iTunes or wherever you listen to podcasts. It's called The Student Loan Show, and you can learn from Jay for free that way. And of course, if you have need for any bankruptcy defense or things like that on a litigation perspective, consider speaking with Jay. Sponsor of the day number two today is Patrick Snow, the Publishing Doctor. Patrick is my own personal publishing coach. He's working with me to help me work through the process of publishing the Radical Personal Finance book. So we're working hard on that at the moment. The tentative title is Building a Framework for Wealth. That's the working title, and he's been working with me on that, and we're making some progress. So uh, little by little, getting some words out of the head and out of my head and onto the page. Uh, but Patrick can also work with you and perhaps serve you as your publishing coach. For information on his him and his services, please go to thepublishingdoctor.com. You can read there uh, the page all about his information. You would enjoy listening to episode 252 of the show, which was an interview with Patrick, or also listen to the interview that is on his website at thepublishingdoctor.com. On the right-hand side of the page, there is a red circle that has an audio player, and you can listen to that interview with him as well. If you've ever had an idea for writing a book, now is the time to at least get started working on it. It's never been easier to work through the process of publishing your own book, and Patrick has all the tools and resources that can make it a simple process for you uh, consider connecting with him if you would like he will offer you a 30 to 60 minute complimentary consultation uh, the phone his phone number his direct phone number is listed in the show notes for today's show or but here it is right now text him at two zero six. Three one zero one two zero zero. 310 Text him with your name and your area code, and, or excuse me, your time zone, and he will uh, connect with you and schedule a time to get together with you. 206-310-1200. And with that, let's talk about real estate and welcome Mr. Josh Dorkin to the show. This show, again, was recorded at FinCon 2015 in Charlotte, North Carolina. Josh, welcome to Radical Personal Finance. All right, Josh. Happy to hear, man. (laughs) So this is going to be a unique interview for me. I've been looking forward to this. And the reason is I have been a long admirer of your work on two levels. Number one, the advice and work that you guys are providing surrounding real estate. But also, number two, the business that you've built behind it. And I'm at a stage in the journey with Radical Personal Finance where I, I look at what you're doing, I look at what other people are doing, and I study those things just to kind of see, okay, what am I doing and what do I need to do? So I'd love uh, to talk about both aspects of those and just what you've learned at this point about business. But kick us off with your story. Uh, how did you figure out how to get rich and successful? Where did it start for you?
0: Oh, man. Well, I was born that way, and uh, yeah, <laughs>
1: you hit that jackpot, huh? <laughs> oh, yeah.
0: No, I mean, you know, it's a it's a long journey. Um, I, if we're talking about bigger pockets, uh, I'll just start there. So, I, you know, about eleven years ago, I was teaching uh, teaching special ed high school in Southern California. Wow. And I had fallen into that long story, but. Uh, uh, brother had approached me and said, Hey, Josh, you know, I really want you to... Yeah, the crowd's excited. <laughs> um, you know, I think it'd be a good idea if you got into real estate. It's like, oh, okay. You know what? I'd gotten my... my. Uh, uh, I was an agent. Mm-hmm. I'd gotten my license and sold it. For While you bit. were a
1: teacher? You before were that.
0: Okay. I did that for five minutes, too. I've done a bunch of stuff. Yes, yeah, so start, start I earlier. Before we get to okay, big Talk, okay, go, okay, we'll go back. Like,
1: all right, all the way back.
0: <laughs> all right, so... Went to college, did a bit of uh, web stuff back in school, I I went to college in 94, pretty much at the beginning of the internet as we know it, which Mm -hmm. is kind of scary, and uh, the modern graphical, pretty internet, and started building websites, I thought it was cool, I saw it, I was like, oh, this is neat, let me teach myself how to do it. So Mm -hmm. I started doing that post-college, I uh, what did I do, oh my goodness, Uh, I was a prop trader, I got into the entertainment business, uh, was involved in that business for a while in New York. That brought me out to LA, was involved in that in LA, Uh, realized I didn't love that business, pulled out of that business, got a real estate license, did that, didn't love being an agent, got out of that, and uh, fell into teaching. So uh, I'm teaching special ed, as, as I had mentioned, and start buying property and quickly realized that just because you're smart doesn't mean you're going to be good at buying real estate. Mm -hmm. So I bought a bunch of property and realized that it's not as easy as it sounds to buy property thousands of miles away and actually have them do well. And so I started looking for help and realized that the resources that were online for helping people in real estate investing Kind of had this mm, slightly mucky thing about them. They there there was all about this big old upsell and an upsell and an upsell and you know it was this whole get rich quick mentality from these guys and I you know I I wasn't loving it. I wasn't loving it. So I uh, stopped looked at the landscape. Said I I really don't feel comfortable learning from any of these places. Mm -hmm. What can I do? Mm -hmm. So I decided I would build just really for myself a, a, um, a place where I can find all the resources that I thought were valuable. And then I started to build a forum, uh, so that I could interact with people and they can help me stop making mistakes. Right. So, uh, that was the Genesis. That was the birth. And little by little over the course of time, worked on it, worked on it, quit my job a few years later put a lot of money into building this MySpace. I don't know if your listeners know what MySpace is, (laughs) but it was the cool thing before Facebook. It was Facebook before Facebook. And um, Yeah, I wanted to build this MySpace, and and I did, and it didn't work because uh, I hired a team out of India that just, I didn't know what I was doing. Anyway, uh, fast forward to about almost 11 years later, we've got this unbelievable site that has grown tremendously. And, and really what I did was I took a hobby site, turned a hobby site into a, uh, a lifestyle business. And I took that lifestyle business and I've transformed that into a real company. And, and it's been very exciting to transition and, and learn and, and grow this thing.
1: So in the early years of teaching, you were teaching, building the website and finding and buying properties at the same time?
0: Not so smart. You Not, were busy. I, you know what it is? I, what I've learned since then is to focus on one thing and do it exceptionally well. Um, I, I was burning the candle from both sides and, and it was, I, you know, I think it was taking away from everything.
1: What strategies were you pursuing with real estate in the early days and how have those strategies changed over time?
0: So the strategies I was pursuing in the early days were a buy and hold. Okay. I'd gone and... Single-family houses? Multi-families, buy cheap stuff because it was cheap, and I didn't know what I was doing, and so cheap was cheap, so let's get cheap. And and, um, it worked. I mean, the numbers on the properties that I bought were good. I actually, you know, my analysis was great, but at the end of the day, it was the management component that um, I had issue with. And so... um, you know, I, I did that for a while, and then as my my company started to grow, I realized that, as I was saying before, burning the candle at both ends. I personally couldn't focus on two things and do them well. Mm-hmm. I had to focus on one thing. So, I ultimately ended up selling my properties, mm-hmm. and I've been focusing on building the greatest platform for real estate investors since then. And uh, today, that's what we're doing. And. You know, it's, it's funny because we've got our own podcast and we go and we interview all these people all the time and, you know, they tell us their stories and, and I'm like, oh my God, I got to go do that tomorrow. And then I <laughs> stop and I'm like, wait a second. No, if I do that tomorrow, it's going to take away from these other things that I would be doing. So I'm not going to. I'm going to wait until I can get myself out of the business a little bit more before I do that or, you know, and, and go
1: from there. I'm glad that you identify that, though, and talk about it. I feel that in our society, that's something that we generally, I guess, don't talk about that much. Even me, you know, I'm at a stage, so I worked for, for six years as a financial planner. And then I left that business to start Radical Personal Finance. Yep. And along the way, I was, you know, I've been investing and in buying mutual funds since I was 18 years old. And uh, I always had an interest in real estate. I never followed through. Which is a story for another day. And yes. Thankful Tell I didn't follow through. Tell me your story, Joshua. <laughs> oh, I put it this way: I was about, I was one credit card swipe. Thankfully, stopped by my dad from signing up for a thirty thousand dollar coaching mentorship job, program. Nice. <laughs> with, uh, what was the guy's name? He was one oh. of the scammy ones from Orlando. I'm uh, Ron, I don't yeah, mention it. Yeah, I'm yeah, oh, sorry. So, one of the one of the a in Drama at that time. And man, I went to the seminar and I was all hyped up, and yep. the whole thing worked. And If my dad hadn't stepped in and said, Joshua, trust me, I would, I would have, mm, I'm thankful. Um, There you go. There you go.
0: Yeah. And, and you know, the sad thing is a lot, listen, don't get me wrong. People do that and some people get value out of it. Mm -hmm. I'm not going to take that away, but the vast majority do not. And they spend a whole lot of money and they find themselves in a lot of trouble and, and angry and resentful and, you know, and it, it, Kind of stops them, like, oh, right. okay, you know what? I got taken advantage of, or you know, I made this mistake, big mistake, doing this, and I'm done, I'm out, right. you know. And and it's a shame, it's right. a shame. But.
1: Right. So, as I've left the financial planning business, I've, for various reasons, I've actually sold uh, all of my stocks at this point, and all the accounts are just sitting in cash. And the question that I always have is, okay, what should I be doing with the cash? And I think that I think I could learn to be a, a skillful real estate investor, but. Although I think I could learn it, it's not my number one thing of, man, I just really want to do this because the opportunity that I have with Radical Personal Finance, I see as night and day just many, many, many times bigger. And so I'm trying to learn the lesson the easy way, not the hard way, and stay laser focused on the number one opportunity that has the highest potential return. And then over time, once that return starts to generate, then I'll figure out how to diversify out of it as time goes by. Right.
0: Right. Yeah. I mean, you know, do do what you love. Do what you love. Build it. Crush it. Go with it. And then, you know, when the opportunity presents itself, you know, I, I as I as I mentioned before, I went from you know uh, this lifestyle business. We're building a company now. So uh, it was a lifestyle business where I didn't have a lifestyle for a while, which is why I learned to turn it into a company. But. <laughs> Um, you know, now I'm, I'm working more regular hours, less crazy, and I'm starting to find time. Um, fortunately I've got family, you know, kids now, so my time is going to them. But as they get older and I have that time kind of come back to me, I think that's when I'll, I'll have the opportunity to start focusing on other things as well, like real estate again.
1: Right. Do you ever worry about your, I guess, brand? If you're not a real estate investor, but here you are talking about it, do you ever get concerned about that? No. No. No, not at all. I mean, you know,
0: there's... there's uh, I, I, Academically, I'm probably one of the sharpest real estate folks on the planet. I've been studying it for countless years. I talk to the experts. I, I you know, I mean, I, I know more about real estate than most people. So why why would that affect my brand whatsoever? You know, Mark Cuban is the coach, uh, not the coach, he's the owner right. of the Mavericks. And, and yet he never coached the NBA, nor did he play... NBA basketball. So how could he own a company where uh, basketball players shoot balls through a hoop? It's the same thing. I mean, I'm building a technology company focused on real estate investors, a publishing company focused on real estate investors. And, you know, what I do with my own personal money is nobody's business.
1: So let's talk about...
0: That's not to say, right, right. Joshua, damn you for asking that question. But it's, you know, I mean, right. like,
1: yeah, I have no issue with it at all. Well, I think it's an important question to ask because oftentimes this is this has hurt me and hindered me. Uh, we often feel because I haven't done something or am not doing something or even can't do something that I don't have something to offer. But, right. uh, you know, just the... It's a cliche, but Tiger Woods golf coach can't golf as well as Tiger Woods. Exactly. That doesn't mean he's not a world-class golf coach. Right. And coaching and teaching and coordinating and creating a technology company and providing a platform that is in and of itself a unique skill set. That doesn't mean you've got to be the world's greatest investor. Right.
0: And the beauty, I mean, listen, when I started Bigger Pockets, my intent was not to say, hey, I am this great real estate investor that people should learn from. I actually said, hey, I'm this real estate investor who couldn't get it right at first. And I want to bring together this community of amazing real estate investors who as a collective can help make people more successful. And that's what we've done. I mean, we've democratized the space where it's not just one, you know, self, uh, you know, uh, entitled uh, right. get guru who, who says they're the expert. It's the collective is the expert. And that's that's the beauty of Bigger Pockets.
1: That's why Bigger Pockets is amazing, and that's why we're thriving. And you guys have crushed all the experts, or, or many of the experts, which is, yeah. which is awesome. So, let's, I want you to put your coaching hat on, and let's do a little case study. Okay. Um, so, we'll use me as the example. Pretend I don't have, uh, so, pretend radical personal finance fails and goes bankrupt, okay? Got so, I'm 30 years old, uh, very interested in financial independence. Pretend I've got uh, $100,000 cash saved. And I'm starting out, and I am, my number one focus is to build financial independence with real estate. But I haven't gotten any more specific than that. Where would you, and how would you coach me to start formulating my plan?
0: So I don't coach. Let's just start there. Mm-hmm. Um, I don't. I will never. I am not a coach. I would never want to be a coach. That's not my thing. I would tell you, you want to look at all the niches that are around in real estate. What are the examples of niches? Uh, You want to look at things like multifamily, uh, well, niches and strategies are are what you've got. So you've got multifamily, single family duplexes, you've got commercial real estate, you've got notes, things like that. And then you've got strategies, which would be like buy and hold, flipping, wholesaling, stuff like that. So you want to look at kind of what's out there. Look at the niches, look at the strategies, look at your own personal real estate knowledge and interest and long-term goals. And you want to kind of study these things and basically say, hey, what's interesting to me? Start with one thing and then basically map out your plan. Hey, where am I going to start? What's going to work? You know, I would say start in your area. Where do you live? Are you in San Francisco where it's pretty pretty much impossible to find really good deals? Mm-hmm. Um, although, you know, that said, any metro area, there's good deals within an hour or two drive. So, you know, the, people will let, Hey, I'm in New York City, or I'm in LA, or San Francisco. Hinder them from doing stuff, and I, we always say that's crazy because there's there's deals everywhere. Right, um, but uh, you know, look at the landscape, look where you are, and and you know, make a few decisions, and then start to map a plan. How am I going to proceed? How am I going to go forward? Well, we like to tell young folks typically, you know, it, it usually works. A married couple with kids is less likely to do this than than somebody who's single and, you know, 20s, 30, young 30, um, is what we call house hacking. So it's buy a, a duplex, a triplex, a fourplex, live in one of the units, and then rent out the other units. It does a few things for you. One, it gives you the opportunity to learn how to be a landlord. Mm-hmm. Two, it gives you the benefit of having an investment property, but you can actually buy it with a, a traditional loan. Um, or you can even get FHA financing, which you know, which is pretty good rates. And it uh, gives you that experience and, and you know you can do that, own the property for a little bit, sit on it, and and then when the time comes to, to move out, you find another tenant to come in they've taken over and then maybe you do it again, go find another property, duplex, triplex, fourplex, move in, um, rent out the other units. Obviously the key and the beauty of that is hopefully if you've uh, paid appropriately for that property, you're living close to rent free. Mm-hmm. And, and so it's a, it's a really good strategy. We know a lot of folks who are doing it. We definitely encourage people to, to consider it. Um, but But, the key with anything in real estate investing is always going to be understanding fundamental analysis that 's where most people get it wrong. Most people will just jump in there and say, "Hell, oh, this sounds like a good deal because mortgage and insurance and taxes uh, you know if I subtract that from my rent i 'm positive well that 's that's great, but mm-hmm. there's other expenses that come in, right. you know, there, there's holding costs, there's vacancies, there's capital expenditures, there's all sorts of other things that come in that, unfortunately, most untrained agents don't know, and unfortunately, most newbie investors don't realize, so a lot of people get in thinking that that's the case, that's how you do an evaluation, and suddenly they come back and they're like, oh, I'm bleeding, uh-oh, you know? I forgot to, you know, I forgot to factor in 10% for property manager. I forgot to factor in, you know, one to two months a year that that property ends up vacant, unfortunately. You know, I forgot to factor in that I got to replace the roof and the boiler and I got to, you know, mow the lawn and deal with all these other issues. And, and I didn't factor any of that stuff in. And now I'm upside down losing money every month. And, you know, they they... You know, very quickly decide to get out of the business and give the deal to somebody else who buys it from them, and hopefully the cycle doesn't continue.
1: Is there a way to be really confident in advance? Uh, so, for example, when I've studied educational resources about real estate, then they give okay. Here's the rule. Uh, But I could see myself as I've gone out. I've shopped some in the marketplace and you think, okay, I'm going to try to estimate this. But as a total novice, when you're sitting there looking at it, it's hard to know and feel confident. Okay, this AC is X number of years old, but I don't know how long an AC lasts. And is Is real estate the kind of thing where you need to expect to make some mistakes even though you're working hard not to? Or is it possible to learn it in an academic environment and crush it on your first deal?
0: You're going to make mistakes, period. And you may crush it on your first deal, but you're going to make mistakes. I, I don't care if you've been doing it for one month or, or you know, 25 years. You're going to still make mistakes. It, it happens. I mean, we've interviewed you know, well over 100 people for our podcast. I mean, I, I've got hundreds of thousands of people in our community talking about this stuff and yeah, I mean, every, everybody makes mistakes. It's it's absolutely going to happen. Um, to to the other point about uh, ways to kind of do the evaluation, uh, I don't know if I'm allowed to plug, but you know, we plug, built plug, plug we yeah. built uh, analysis tools on Pockets. We built a calculator for evaluating rental properties. Build a calculator for evaluating uh, uh, flip properties. Build a calculator for evaluating wholesale properties. So you can jump on the site at BiggerPockets.com/slash/calc and um, access those tools, which, you know, the beauty is they actually show you, you know, hey, there's all these things that I didn't even think about are expenses. You know, it, it shows you what everything looks like and kind of gives you this feedback where, um, you know, you have to go and start thinking about it. Oh, oh, okay, maybe I should figure out what this is. And, of course, then, if, if you've got a question like, you know, how long is an AC going to last – you jump on our site, we've got our forums, and then you've got you know, the democratized information right. from the community. Those guys are helping answer your questions.
1: So how what value does the real estate investor add? Cause if you can build a calculator like that, yeah. you can obviously take the data from the MLS and you can arrange a way where that could be piped right into the calculator. Sure. Why is it that you can't just have a computer program that spits it out and says, here's the deal. And you sit there and create a, a, a piece of software that sends out offers to everybody on the MLS at a specific number without any involvement by the investor. There
0: are people who are trying to do such things. Um, you know I, I I think at the end of the day, it's I, I mean anybody can go and build the technology to do that, I suppose. I mean we, we, we've got a few things up our sleeves, which I'm not going to announce on your show today, but you know maybe down the line. Um, but uh, I, you know, people who are savvy do this kind of thing and, and they go through and they evaluate stuff and and they tend to pick up you know, good deals. Like, you know, sophisticated investors end up buying good deals because they know how to find them. Uh, they know how to ensure that they're not overpaying and, and, uh, they therefore are successful. So, um, you know, could you make something where the unsavvy investor just, you know, jumps in and, and randomly does it? I suppose you could, Uh, you know, what happens is there's a whole hell of a lot of competition. And, and so, um, you know, ultimately, at the end of the day, those those really good deals disappear. So, I think what starts to happen is the the folks who real a lot of people who have the capacity to build those tools may not want to because they don't want all that competition vying for the same deals.
1: When you look at various investment strategies, some of these uh, are really marketed as really sexy strategies and I'm just thinking, you know, maybe tax liens, yeah. buying tax liens. Sure. Uh, what would you say is like the sexiest uh, strategy that's being marketed out there right now? And uh, well, we'll start with that. What, what's the, I think it's all crap. I think it's all crap. I mean,
0: I, I, it, it's literally putting lipstick on a pig or putting lipstick on a strategy that already exists. I mean, there's, there's every strategy that exists has existed there's no new strategies there's no new way to do these things um it, it it's just packaging so i mean what's the sexiest strategy it's buy and hold you, you buy a piece of property you know you use leverage you know you put some money down use leverage and hold on to that property over the course of time over the course of time you're paying down your note your your tenants are, are paying for your mortgage. Hopefully, you're making pro, uh, profits on top of it, on top of it, reinvesting it either into the property or into additional properties. And after you know twenty, thirty years, you've got all that extra money, and you're building wealth. I mean, there's nothing simpler. Flipping houses all over TV. Yeah, let's flip houses. It's great. I mean, it's a really good way to make money. But you're it's a job. You know, you can't. I mean, you can don't get me wrong, but to be a successful flipper, you really need to be, it's like working a job.
1: Right. You're you're a contractor, you're a a dealer, you're like everything rolled in and you got to make sure the job is going forward.
0: Yeah. Wholesaling, same thing. I mean, there's, again, it it really depends on who you are. What is your strategy? You're a 50 year old guy who's got half a million bucks in the bank. You don't want to deal with tenants and toilets. You know, what's a good strategy for you? maybe you want to be a private money lender, you know, maybe you want to be somebody who goes and offers loans out to successful investors and helps them finance deals because they're tapped out because they've got, you know, 17 deals happening at once. You know, they're offering you preferred returns and, and it's a great way to make more money than you would make sitting in the bank. Um, there, I mean, there's, there's no quote unquote sexy strategy it's just what strategy works for you and as you can probably tell i get a little bit passionate about this stuff because it it aggravates me to no end that you know these guys who were the reason that i built the site are out there marketing hey here's the sexy strategy go out, out there and make it money and tax liens because we found a new system right well you haven't found a new anything it's just you're marketing, which is great. Good for you. But, you know, nothing's changed.
1: Right. Talk about no money down because that's the, it's kind of passed a little bit now, but that's probably the most seductive, uh, approach, uh, because, and especially those, the real estate seminars by people who go out and do it. That's in many ways, the ticket in, well, you don't even need any money to start with. You don't even need any capital. All you got to do is do, you know, just start, um, what have you learned in looking at how to buy properties for no money down, and and how feasible that is for beginning investors?
0: Absolutely, it's a hundred percent feasible. So you know, I know you didn't expect that, but it's <laughs> um, we we actually wrote a book. Um, uh, Brandon Turner, who works for me at Bigger Pockets, who uh, he's my co-host on the podcast, uh, he wrote the book on investing in no with no and low money down. I always get the title wrong, but. He has himself built a portfolio of, of dozens of properties, dozens of units, um, uh, using no money techniques. He's, he's, that's how he's built his portfolio. Uh, so, uh, you know, there, there's lots of ways to go. His preferred path, and it's the p- path that I, I truly think is the, uh, you know, the way to go, is, is partnering. So, ultimately, at the end of the day, say you're a guy who's got no money or you don't want to put money down and you want to kind of kick things off. Uh, you can't just do deals with no money without finding real deals. You, you have to learn how to find deals. Mm-hmm. So I go, I find this amazing deal. And it doesn't matter if I have money or if I don't have money, it's, it's irrelevant. I don't want to put any of my money down. I find a great deal. I come to you and I say, hey, I got this fantastic deal. I show you the numbers. You're like, yeah, that's an amazing deal. You know, why don't we partner?
1: Mm-hmm.
0: You put up the cash and I manage the property. I've put nothing down. Mm-hmm. You know, you put the money down. I scouted out, you would never have had this deal without me. I would never have the deal without you. Let's assume I had no money. Mm-hmm. And so it's win-win. Uh, so partnering is really, I think, one of the best ways. So uh, listen, no money down just means none of your own money or a little bit of your own money to, to start with. You still need money. so the key and the strategy is really finding the money. So where do you find the money from hard money lenders from private money lenders? I mean, it's, it's how you find the, the, the cash. It's not, you know, Hey, I could buy a property for $0. Suddenly I have, you know, this $300,000 house and I own a hundred percent of it and, and I'm rich. No, it doesn't work that way. You know, our, our big issue with the quote unquote, no money down is not that it's not feasible. It's that, you know, a lot of the guys are out there teaching, you're going to be rich tomorrow, right? right. You know, you, Hey, let's get rich quickly. And in three weeks, you're going to be a billionaire, quit your job. And you know, yeah, blah, blah.
1: (laughs) You've seen a few of these pitches, huh? (laughs) Just one or two. (laughs) So I've got some friends uh, who've done that, who built very large real estate businesses and, and primarily with the strategy of partnership. Um, you've got the money, I've got the deals, and they've built the pipeline for the deals, which has allowed them to build very profitable real estate businesses. Uh, I'm interested to know, uh, because one of the things that their investors are often looking for is they're looking to make a return on their money, and they're often looking to get out of stocks, whether through fear of uh, changing economic circumstances or, or whatever. When you look at the real estate marketplace and you start to think about expected rates of return, in in stocks we have very careful formulas with all kinds of data, and we say, okay, with this portfolio, uh, and as an advisor you print out the portfolio and say, this is the expected rate of return of the portfolio. How do you approach expected rates of return in real estate?
0: I I think you... It depends on who you are, what you're trying to do. I mean, at the end of the day, a deal's worth, what's the deal's worth, right? So if you're hard for cash and you go to the bank, bank doesn't want to give you cash and you go to a hard money lender and they want to lend you out at, you know, 12% plus five points, you know, and you're like, oh, I don't want to do that. And you go to a private money lender and another private money lenders, and I could talk about what that is and how to find those guys. But, you know, you, you go to those guys and they want to give you, you know, one guy says 17%, one guy says 15%, one guy says 13%. Well, you're going to probably try and get, find the guy who's going to give you the best deal, right? So you're going to shop it. Um, so yeah, is there an expected rate of return? I think the answer is no. Um, generally, it really just depends on the, you know, the type of loan, who you are, how long you've been doing things. I mean, there's just a lot of um, it's just something that kind of comes over time. There's not like, here, the industry standard is, but right. you know, it doesn't work that way.
1: reason I ask is if you look at the impact I'm working towards, and obviously it'll vary deal to deal. Some deal, you might lose money. Another deal, you might do an incredible flip. And all of a sudden you, you did a fast flip. You got a great deal and boom, boom, boom. Right. Just. Huge rate of return, but that doesn't mean you can find the next deal next month and, and repeat it. Right. But I had John Schaub on the show, and I asked him what his if he tracked his returns, and he said he had, and I forget the exact number, but it, it was in excess of twenty percent uh, annualized over good. his course either his career or, or recently. And he, he said the number. And when I was, you know, when some somebody who's an experienced, and I I think he's one of the good ones as far as uh, he's fair and, and straightforward with his information and, and his education. And he says, yeah, I've gotten an excess of twenty percent. Well you start plugging that into a financial calculator and you've got twenty percent in real estate and you've got ten percent in, you know, my index funds. Why are you gonna invest in index funds? Right. So the question is how long did it take Shab to be able to do that? How much did he have to learn? That's the that's the question that we face. And so if I could get over average over a long period of time that. That's a dramatic, compelling case for me to put in the time and work and sweat to learn the skills.
0: You should learn the skills. That's why I do what I do. Uh, The the folks that I know who are the most successful in real estate investing, and they are guys who started as a policeman, guys who started as a, a carpenter, I mean, you name it they're doing they 're definitely doing well over ten percent you know sixteen eighteen percent 18 percent is is definitely not atypical to hear for folks over the right. long term uh, so yeah i mean i I believe in real estate investing because you could see those kinds of returns absolutely you know are you going to see it immediately no and and you know you had talked about flipping and where 's the next deal well, i mean you, real estate investing. It's a business. I mean, right. it really is something that requires you to put the time in. You have to build a business plan. In order to really become a sustainable, successful person, you've got to know what you're doing. And that is, you know, I, I'm not going to jump and, you know, create a laundromat without putting the time in to understand the laundromat business. Mm-hmm. The same thing, you're not going to do that. In real, well, you, the problem is people think way too to. many people go and do that, and, and, and they end up finding themselves in trouble and, you know, Like it or not, the sophisticated investors are profiting off those guys because those guys are, you know, bleeding. They're upside down. They're like, I want to get the hell out for any price. Just buy my property today. So I'm done bleeding. Mm -hmm. And the savvy investors are like, all right, I'll take it off your hands, you know, and and they go in there and they do okay with it. So experience definitely makes a difference and knowledge definitely makes a difference. And uh, it's, it's not something you learn overnight. But that's, you know, that's why... That's why we built what we built you know our our um, our goal our job our you know what we try to do is build this place that has you know I mean it's the Wikipedia of, of real estate investing I mean it's this endless encyclopedia of, of anything and everything you'd ever want to know about real estate investing and you know we again we've got hundreds of thousands of people on the platform many of which are very successful who are there uh, and willing and able to help you with anything you want to know. And, and so, um, you know, there are resources like ours where, where people, um, can get the help they need to get closer and closer to those, you know, preferred returns that, that you're talking about.
1: With regard to the business of bigger pockets, you started it as, okay, this is my little hobby cause I have a need for this. Yeah. What have been the phases in, I guess, figuring out the model, figuring out what, what, what you were actually going to do and what the value was. Did it? Did you see it from the beginning, or did it just change and grow naturally?
0: It definitely was organic. Uh, I mean, in the very beginning, it was, hey, here's a hobby. I'm building this thing. I'm enjoying hanging out with people. Uh, you know, I, I was teaching. I was doing this night and weekends, uh, became a little obsessed with it, really <laughs> got caught up in the community and spent the next, you know, next really few years doing that you know trying to figure out how do i build the best community on the planet for real estate period and i think we learned that i you know i think uh, just studying um you know understanding how people interact understanding what they're looking for um we were able to kind of i was able to solve that and 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 so um first phase was pretty much build community (laughs) you know build community they will come uh we how did you do that it was it was a. It took me years. It was a very slow slog. This was pre quote unquote internet marketing. Mm-hmm. You know that the 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 industry of internet marketing didn't exist. So, um, you know, it was we were trying to figure it out. There were a few forums for webmasters back in the day, uh, Web Pro World, and I, I don't know, you know, some other you know communities, but um, it was just you know trial and error uh experimentation and and really we've we've done that all along you know everything that we've ever done everything that we've ever learned you know we've we've thrown ourselves in the fire and tried to figure out how to put it out or how to you know grow and uh so you know that that first stage was was community build community um as i as i mentioned earlier you know we tried to uh do this myspace thing that failed and and you know thought about quitting you know it was just, really it was demoralizing having made that and i'm not going to call it a mistake i just i didn't know how to hire coders i didn't know how to h- manage a team of coders in india i mean i i couldn't hire or afford people in the states um so i did that i ended up with this code that was worthless and and you know had to figure out what next and and so um decided i would now build out uh Kind of these social profiles on top of the the the, um, uh, the forums uh, that that were there, and at first, like you know, it was a forum, so like you know, it was like House Flipper seventy three hundred was talking with Cool Guy twenty three, and mm-hmm. and you know, I was like, well, that's kind of cool, but there's no credibility here. I don't know who House Flipper twenty three hundred is. I don't know who these guys are, and. I don't know if I can trust them myself. Or trust their advice. Right. So, you know, we decided that was why the social networking component really was important because we wanted people to kind of reveal who they were. And, and, and so, you know, I, I think when that happened, that started to kind of open things up. People started to get excited again. I mean, this, this is a time intensive process. um, That was a lot of Josh reaching out to people on a one by one basis, trying to convince them to come and join us. And, I mean, it took a long time to get there. Uh, eventually, we started to build you know the social platform out and, and you know it got better and, and um, people were starting to get excited and, and you know there's kind of this tipping point where people start to invite people and, and the community starts to grow uh, there's also simultaneously we're building a blog, so i 've got a blog now and I 'm writing uh, about real estate and, and you know, that's attracting people and, and, you know, one of the early real estate bloggers. So, um, you know, again, that, the search engines were enjoying that. And so we were, we were kind of bringing people in who were then joining the community. And, and it was all kind of uh, self-perpetuating. Uh, eventually, bring it, starting to bring in other writers. So I'm not the only writer. Uh, again, because I knew I wasn't the expert. Uh, in in everything I I knew enough about enough things to broadly and generally be able to write but I wanted to bring on people who were actively doing all this other stuff who were successful who were on it and so as we started to do that that really started to attract new folks Um, and then again the community grew as that grew and we kept going and we kept going and we started to build out more tools Uh, and then uh, you know uh, the the as I talked about this lifestyle business was, was becoming very overwhelming. You know, all of a sudden I'm at um you know I'm at ninety, eighty, ninety, a hundred hours a week. Right. That's not a lifestyle <laughs> business, man. Where no. the hell's my life? You know, it's crazy. <laughs> so, you know, I find myself drowning in this business, absolutely drowning, and thinking, how do I get out from underwater? I'm getting tired of it. It's 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 not working for me. So uh, I ended up uh, hiring a consultant. We looked at the business. We we talked through where everything was and what I was doing and decided that it was time to to really start hiring. Um, you know, I would hire and the hiring's going to going to help me start to pull myself out and and that's what I did. So did you have the revenue where you felt comfortable with that decision? No. I I had the revenue. I did not feel comfortable. Right. Um big you know, big distinction. Right, there. right. Yeah, so, you know, I could definitely afford to bring somebody on, but I, I was scared to death. Um, because at this time I wasn't working a job Mm -hmm. at this time, my wife had quit her job. Uh, we had at least one kid and the business was sustaining us. And so what if I had screwed up? What if this guy doesn't work out? What if, you know, I can't make my payroll? I mean, it's frightening, really, really scary. Um, but you know, I took that leap of faith and, and, Um, It was methodical about hiring and really worked hard at it. And, and, you know, it worked out and then that led to the next hire and the next hire and the next hire. And suddenly I'm stepping out of the grind and, you know, I'm not doing every little mundane thing. And I've now got a staff who's doing things that the staff should be doing, you know, and, and, and I can now focus instead of focusing on, you know, all the little details I could focus on the vision. I could focus on the direction of the company. Uh, I could start to you know, plan and map out the growth and the path to where we're going to go and how we're going to dominate an industry and how we're going to you know, continue to become uh, the greatest platform for real estate investors online.
1: Were there resources, books, coaches, people, approaches that were helpful to you in making that transition from overworked worker bee to business owner?
0: I bet you they were. <laughs> I was remember I was working 100 hours a week. Yeah. So I couldn't I didn't have time to find them. No, yeah. I mean it, like everything else it was it was get my hands dirty figure it out. Uh, now that I've got a little more time on my hands, I've started to, to find some resources and things and, and you know, that it's been great, but you know, when I was in the thick of it, it was it was I had to <laughs> I had to just stop and you know, put pencil to paper and and say how do i do this and what's next and how do i plan and how do i get my goals and how do i not screw up this higher and and what do i need to do here um and and used a little bit of logic and and uh looking back i think i did a pretty pretty good job yeah i oh man i wish i wish i really wish i would known about you know some of the tools and resources and mentor i mean I, i wish i had folks to to walk me through it um i i just I fought you know i just i scrapped and struggled and hustled and and cried and I was lonely and 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 um you know figured it out, but the beauty was as as I brought you know uh, put the trust in in that first uh, you know i I had developers working for me for for a few years but they they were just coding i mean up till then, the business was me. I did everything else, right? right, right. And so, once I hired that first non-technical guy, um, and that was that was Brandon Turner, who's actually behind me. <laughs> he just Look walked out right when yeah, you're about I, to talk
1: about him. <laughs>
0: yeah, Brandon Turner. All right. Um, you know, we then kind of started to forge this brain trust, where right. we started strategizing and thinking strategically about the business and how to do things. And so, having that other person that I can. Uh, parlay off of that, I can kind of strategize with. Uh, was was really helpful. How did you find him? He was the guy who wrote the book on no and low money down. But he and he, he had done
1: that independently. before? No,
0: that came afterwards. Okay. He uh, he was a bigger pocket success. So he's one of the countless real estate investors who built a business as a result of bigger pockets. So oh. this guy had found our site. You know, I, I think it's eight years ago now, seven, eight, nine years ago, and um, he started started learning no money. Started learning real estate. You know, uh, built up a portfolio to the point where he didn't need a job, and and so now he's he's got this portfolio. He's doing really well. He's writing for us. He was one of our writers, and we just started talking. He was absolutely passionate about Bigger Pockets. It had helped him become financially independent, and he wanted to be part of it. And and so we just, you know, we interviewed for a few weeks. I mean, it was just hanging out on the phone, jumping on Skype, talking to each other, becoming friends, you know, knowing that I can trust him and knowing that he, you know, uh, believed in what we were doing and wanted something more for it. And And so... I saw it in him, I saw the spark. And, and I said, okay, well, you know, this guy, this is the guy, let's do this. And, and you know, again, I, I took a leap of faith and, and um, you know, definitely one of the better decisions I've made in the, in the many years that I've been doing this.
1: He was financially independent. How did you get him to actually come and work for you? Because he was passionate about what we
0: were doing. We helped him become financially independent. So it wasn't a hard pitch. It was, hey man, I know you're financially independent, what it you know I, well, I love you guys I'll do anything you know and 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 so we figured it out. I mean that you know we talked it over, and you know the the beauty is that people who are exceptionally wealthy and I'm not saying he was exceptionally wealthy, but that people who are exceptionally wealthy work, mm-hmm. and a lot of exceptionally wealthy people will work for free uh, a lot of exceptionally wealthy people who work for very little uh, because they believe in something, and uh, you know, you know, I think finding people's passion, and, and that's one of the things that I've really learned to focus on is I want to hire people who are passionate. I want to hire people who um, are excited about what we're doing every day. They're excited about what they're doing within our company every day, and that's going to bring me an employee, uh, you know, a part of my team who's who's exceptional. And, and so we've focused on that. Is and 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 that's hard be, because that takes. You know, a a traditional hire, you're looking for skills, you're looking for a few other things. You know, okay, that's not easy, but relatively regular to do. Finding that one in a thousand of those people who um, is is just passionate about what you're doing is a challenge. But when you find that person, you know, grab on tight.
1: Did you make him? Was he just a strict employee, or did he become a, a business partner with ownership interest?
0: Is, is I mean, I I don't talk about people's okay you know, deals with us.
1: Okay, the reason I ask, so it's just interesting just to hear because I'm at that phase with my business where sure. it's like I'm overwhelmed and it's challenging to, to figure out. Well, what do you do? And as a founder, uh, you come to the perspective and you think, wow, ah, what am I? You know, what do I do? How do I balance these things? Uh, it's such a challenge it's it's hard
0: it's really hard and and I, you know again i i think the 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 key and i'll you know people are going to get tired of hearing it i mean the key is finding that passion it's finding those people who are passionate and for you as as a business owner um you know what the unsolicited advice i'm going to give you is this you know write down everything that you do every single task everything that you do i mean to the minutiae Yeah. Hey, we're recording a podcast. Well, I've got to get my recorder. I've got to remember to put the tape in the recorder. Mm -hmm. I've got to remember to set up the mics. I got to remember to do this. I got to remember to record it. Then I take it and I do this. this. Yeah. write Every little thing down that you do on a daily basis, seven days a week, because I'm assuming you're an entrepreneur. So you better be working (laughs) seven days a week because there is no weekend for an entrepreneur. Um, and then you want to take that and you want to start organizing. What are the things that are the most important things that I do uh, that help drive our business forward? How do, how do we move forward? What am I going to be doing? You know, what, where, where do I fit into this? Today, tomorrow, and next week. And, and then you start to break up all the other little stuff into roles. Hey, I, maybe I can combine this and this. But, because your first hires are probably not going to be like strictly one job. They're going to be doing lots of things, presumably. And so... Um, sorting that out, figuring it out, putting, putting pen to paper again and mapping that, um, you're going to be able to, you know, when, when you do this, when I do this, I get excited. It's like, Oh yeah, I get to pull more stuff off. You know, it's awesome. Cool. Now I know exactly who I need to hire. Now I just have to go out and write a job description and do it. And it's that simple. Um, well, it's not that simple because now you have to go through all the people. Uh, but you know, that's just time.
1: Last question is this: You guys run a massive website. You have a, a, a tremendously popular podcast, which is a tremendous resource. If, if people, if listeners haven't listened to Bigger Pockets, uh, and you're interested in real estate, just start at Bigger Pockets. And if, if you're interested in real estate, start at Bigger Pockets. All right? <laughs> yeah. Hey uh, now. But when you look forward, you know, from a place of leadership, in many ways, you're you're a leader in this. In. in, in I don't know what this industry is. I'm just thinking like an online online industry. But even today, online is no different than anything else. It's just industry. You're a leader in the real estate industry. We'll, we'll put it that way. When you look forward, do you see, wow, I've got so much room to grow my business. Like I see all these opportunities. Or do you look forward and say, well, I can see we could tweak a few things. Like, What's your perspective on the future? I, uh,
0: I've got big visions. I'm an ambitious person. Yeah, I, you know, <laughs> well... You know, in the early days, it was you know hey let 's build this website that you know, can help me and then it was let 's build a website that can help lots of people and then I'd get all these emails and people are telling me how i 'm changing their life that 's pretty gratifying. Um, that has been what 's driven me all along that 's what 's kept me from quitting because I 've almost quit many, 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 many times um, especially those years where i was in a quote-unquote lifestyle business Mm -hmm. it's very hard and when you're doing it by yourself it's very lonely and very scary um but as we've grown and as as i've seen the possibilities that come as i've started to build a team as i've started to put together amazing brilliant people who are passionate you know suddenly the world is your oyster and and so i you know what do i want to do i mean i'm I want a radio show. You know, we've got a podcast. We've got the top real estate podcast. Why aren't we syndicated on every radio station, AM station? Why aren't we syndicated on Sirius? <clears throat> Sirius. <laughs> you know, why aren't we out there helping, you know, transform even more lives? Why aren't we, uh, you know, TV? You know, when are we going to have our, our TV platform? And then we've got our community. I mean, listen, we've got uh, we're doing 1.3 million monthly unique visitors. We have 360,000 members. There's 28 million in, you know, real estate investors in the United States, quote unquote. Yeah, we did a survey and, and with ORC and, and found that data out. But that's, that's actually not completely true. The truth is, how many adults are there in the United States? 200 million? Mm-hmm. Well, there's 200 million potential real estate investors in the United States. But that's just the United States. There's other countries. There's places like England and Bangladesh and, and Japan. There's real estate investors all over the planet. Right. So what is the adult population of the planet? You know, I, I want to build a platform that transforms people's lives. I want to change people's lives. We do it all the time and I want to keep doing it. I want to keep educating people. I want to keep bringing people together. I want to build tools to, to help them you know grow their businesses uh, there 's there's no stopping where we 're going and, and, and so yeah I've got, I got big visions
1: what 's so exciting about that answer, and I love you sharing it is just simply it 's an articulation of something I feel we don 't articulate enough in society so many so many people uh, seem to be stuck doing something that doesn't that where they 're not excited to get better at it, and when you get into something that 's a good fit for you, whatever that is, and it has real meaning to you. You want to do it more and you want to do it bigger. And the most rewarding thing is usually not the paychecks, although I'll cash the checks that I get. <laughs> I'm yeah, sure, sure you do will too. But it's, I, I, feel that, I, I feel that way about radical personal finance. When I get the emails, and by the way, I mean, that's the most encouraging thing. When you get the emails oh, yeah. and the stories, it's transformative and it expands your vision. You say, wow. How how awesome was that?
0: I do get emails that say, "Josh, you're a real jerk." <laughs> Those are always fun. That was, I mean, but you know, at the end of the day, we're yeah, it's it's exciting, and we're excited about it, as you can probably tell. And yeah. and you know, yeah, as as you're excited about things, you, you go all for it. And and again, we're we're trying to build, you know, we are build, we have built a world class site, a world class community, world class platform. We've got a publishing business too. I mean, we're we're, uh, you know, we want to we be everywhere where our users are and our users are everywhere, you know, and, and so, you know, here we go.
1: Dude, it's been awesome. Josh, yeah, thanks man. so much for coming Pleasure. on. I really appreciate it. Thanks, Josh. I hope that you listened and heard the themes of that show. And I'll just simply point out one. Notice how Josh got his start. He took his human capital... The skills, the energy, the time that he had, and he used it to take a job. Then he took some more of his human capital on the side and was building a side project of investing in real estate. He had a need. He saw a need. He started to build a little business or a little enterprise around it without necessarily knowing whether it would work or not. He just started trying to meet the need. The market spoke And he was able to see how important what he had found was. And so over time, he transitioned over to working on that. And over time, it has grown extremely well. You can follow that principle in your own life. It may or may not be real estate. It might be something completely unrelated to real estate. The principle is the same. And you can make those little steps, little by little, in a very safe and careful way that will allow you to be confident of your future. And allow you to work your way through the process with a minimal amount of risk. Learn from the principles. Don't try to go and out-compete. Don't try to go and out-bigger pockets, bigger pockets. They've got too much of a head start. But go and build your brand. Go and build something that you see that you, that is necessary and needful in the marketplace. And you also might be able to pursue a similar path. <laughs> I appreciate each and every one of you listens to the show. Thank you so much. If you are not a member of the bigger pockets community, you would I would think a joy being a part of their community over there. Uh, check out the Bigger Pockets podcast. They do a tremendous job with the Bigger Pockets podcast. If you're interested in real estate, you're probably already listening to it. But Bigger Pockets is all real estate all the time. Uh, we do a little bit of real estate here and there on Radical Personal Finance, but there it's all real estate all the time. And the great thing about what they're doing is they've, in many ways, helped to fix the guru problem in the real estate industry. Uh, years ago, when I first became interested in real estate, it seemed like it was all gurus all the time. People were selling $30,000 coaching packages and courses. And now, with bigger pockets, you can have access to a lot of the information so you can make better choices. There might still be a need for coaching of some kind. There might still be a need for mentorship, but at least more of the information is transparent. And I love that Josh and his team have been able to bring some of that transparency to the real estate advice marketplace. Uh, And I hope that many of you are bringing transparency to your industries in exactly the same way. Uh, We're living in a much better world than 10 years ago. Uh, And it's really, really exciting uh, the times that we live in. So thank you all so much for listening to today's show. I appreciate each and every one of you who is a listener, and I appreciate especially each and every one of you who supports the show on our Patreon page. Radical Personal Finance earns its income in two ways. Number one is we do have sponsors, but the primary way that I focus to build the show is with the Patreon page. And the way that works, is individual people just like you who sign up to support the show uh, with a financial cont- uh, contribution and support every single month. At the moment... There are 237 of you who are contributing a total of $2,508.35 per month. And that is tremendously important to me. It allows me to have a stable foundation under the show, and it also allows me to always have my interests aligned with you. Uh, a buck a month would make a huge difference. A hundred bucks a month is even better. Uh, so if you are not yet supporting the show, please go to com slash patron. com slash patron and sign up to support the show there. Uh, thank you each and every one of you who listens, and I'll be back with you soon.